Yes, sir. Back again. Neo 420. Neo 420 talks. Some of us are indeed blinded by the light. So we here at Neo 420 Talks, the podcast, talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff, are here to bring you some truth. I'm going to take this opportunity. Um, we're going to bring in a segment of an interview from a great independent uh, journalist named Ryan Dawson. Ryan was on the Sean Atwood podcast just recently. So if you get a chance, go out there and watch the full interview. I'm going to provide a segment of that interview right now so you can learn a little bit about what really happened with Jeffrey Epstein. As Ryan has been writing about Jeffrey Epstein since 2007, So before I get there, let me ask you to go over to Facebook and like us, follow us, follow our content, share it at Neo420Media. Check us out on Instagram, Neo420News, and at Neo420Garden. It's where you'll check out some beautiful pics of some beautiful buds. And here we are at Neo420Talks, the podcast talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. Make that Neo420.com backslash news a bookmark on your uh, cell phone and tablet as there's continuous updates of news and information all around the cannabis and hemp space that we take from, we provide from multiple trusted uh, sources all into one website for your viewing pleasure. So now, here we go to Ryan Dawson. And, uh, yeah, I've been doing my maps and things. And I, um, I had two strikes on YouTube last July, and so I was only able to put up a couple of videos about Epstein, and a lot of people nabbed my work and put it all around, including QAnon and, and others, uh, blatantly plagiarized what I was doing. And uh, I was unable to defend myself or put up any future videos on my own channel, but I did go around other channels and talk about it. Um, four out of five of those have been deleted completely. <laughs> what, to you. what got you interested in Epstein in 2007? Uh, him being arrested. Okay. I had people on my forum uh, in the Florida area who were talking about it. And honestly, when... Uh, I don't remember if it was before or after he got arrested. Actually, I have to go back and look. But there were there. This is not the only pedophile ring. There was the Dream Boys, and before that, there was the Finders Cult, and there was lots of a lot of this happens. Sadly enough, I mean, there were, even in even in wartime. I mean, in Abu Ghraib and others, there are torture prisons in Dinecore and even Blackwater. They get involved in this uh, human sex trafficking, and states get involved in this. Saudi Arabia and Israel, in particular which will end up uh, very deeply involved with Epstein, too. And so it's hard for me when I hear a claim, is this somebody seeking attention or is this real? Because it's so bizarre what was going on, right? And you see something on an internet forum, and I'm like, why are you telling me? How desperate do you get? Why don't you tell the police or something? You know, that was so naive, right? But why, why aren't you going to the authorities? And the problem is, like, they're paid off or they're the ones doing it. And... So uh, we kind of, 
uh, we talked about Epstein. We were talking about his cohorts. We talked a lot about uh, Maxwell's father and uh, stealing promise software because I do a lot of digging into the Israelis and the mafia as you do. Uh, I've seen your videos with Johnny A. Light and others. And uh, so you see these webs and uh, I'm not shy from conspiracy. I don't devil win the uh, Jonestown variety, uh, what we call Alex Jones variety. That's not my cup of tea, but, but Eric Weinstein is more the type of conspiracies that he, uh, he digs into, that's more of the, the grown-up version, you could say. And so I think the video you're referring to is one where he asked a lot of great questions with a uh, British uh, interviewer, and I was kind of shocked that he didn't know the answers, or maybe he does know the answers, and it was a dog whistle. That's a possibility, but I thought, well, I've had these answers out for a long time. Um, problem is if you didn't catch him right away I disappeared for a few months I had to physically go to Ireland and go to Google headquarters in person because you can't reach a human being uh, to get my channel back and restored and by then a lot of the steam from Epstein had been just to pause for a moment I hope you caught that Google's headquarters are in Ireland so if you think they're in California or in the United States, they are not. So I wanted to pause that because that is a very critical point to understand how these technology companies, these big tech companies, have no allegiance to the United States is because they're headquartered in other parts of the world. wasn't the people lost interest. It was nearly a war with Iran, and then this certain event that's going around right now uh, has taken the headlines. But I'm still very angry about it, and I can't. And I think a lot of people are interested in the story and want to know what happened because this is a lot deeper than just some wealthy guy who was a pervert. This was an intelligence operation, and we have evidence that it was an intelligence operation. And we know the players. Uh, and there are still people who can be subpoenaed. We know where Dershowitz is. We know where Prince Andrew is. Uh, we have, well, when I say we, some of us know where he has Maxwell probably is. <laughs> well, that brings me to one of the questions. That brings me to one of the questions that uh, Weinstein said was that, you know, she's obviously got a passport, at least right. one, at least one, maybe more. Um, these passports have to be documented as they go in and out of countries. Uh, why is there no information been forthcoming from tracking the passport? And what was your response to that? Well, that's, I think that's a great question because that seems like such an easy thing to do if you're naive enough to think that the mass media is actually free and would be able to report on such a thing. When it comes to uh, crimes done by a particular element, uh, whether it's using Stingray's the spy on the White House as recently as last year, or Stuart Nozette, uh, or Keith Wiseman uh, and Rosen being caught in the giant spy ring with uh, APAC, with Lawrence Franklin, these kind of things, or any of the lies that led to the Iraq War from a particular group of neoconservatives in the, in the Pentagon that blatantly lied about weapons of mass destruction. How come no consequences never came for any of that either, and how come there were no names given, and it was never really explained to the public exactly 
Well, who told us about uh, yellow cake uranium from Niger? Uh, and who wrote these myths about uh, anthrax and a meeting in Prague that never actually took place between Mohammed Atta and senior Iraqi officials where they passed anthrax to which was witnessed by Israeli security forces? Of course, it wasn't witnessed by Israeli security forces because there was no meeting and Al-Qaeda didn't send anthrax and neither did Iraq. But you can trace this back to individuals and they had jobs, they have names. I hate this. I really hate when somebody does this nefarious renaming of the word day by just saying, oh, New World Order, or the elite, or the deep state, or globalists, or, you know, pick a term. They have names, and we know who it is, but anytime, when it comes to organized crime, when it comes to the theft of nuclear weapons from the United States and stealing uranium from Apollo, Pennsylvania, major things, when they're are attacks on American sailors murdered on the USS Liberty. Whenever it involves the Israeli state, the media shuts up about it. So when you find a major story, when Weinstein said we tripped over something, we tripped over something big, like the mega group or the Sonborn group, and we don't know what it was, and yes, you do. You know who it was. And because it's the only place in the world that could get away with such a thing and not have a blow up in their face in the media. If you want to get away with a crime, involve the Israelis and the U.S. and the U.K. media will leave you alone. Do you think she's in Israel? No. What do you think, think she is? I think she's still in the United States. Really? So do you think that she's being protected by the CIA and the, and the intelligence uh, agency from Israel in the United States? Well, um, I don't actually divide things like the Mossad, the CIA, my six like that, because I understand that those lines blurred a long time ago. Uh, clicks like the Safari Club, for example, is a shared intelligence nexus between Saudi Arabians, uh, Israel, and the United States. We're deeply involved in war propaganda toward Iran, uh, September 11th, etc. It's been that way since... The Israeli-U.S. Uh, alliance has been that way since murdering both Kennedys, they, with uh, James Jesus Angleton and the blonde ghost uh, Ted Shackley. Uh, the Israelis have always had a tight relationship, both the Dulles brothers were Zionists. First operations the CIA ever does, uh, well, one was in Indonesia, but then it was Operation Ajax in 53. So this uh, alliance, let's say, has been around for a long time, so protected by the CIA, in a sense, since uh, that's basically the Mossad, uh, when you're talking about her faction anyway, is compartmentalized. Uh, they keep it away. The CIA's original job was supposed to be tracking weapons proliferation after World War II. That's what intelligence agencies were for. You had a massive surplus of World War II weapons that were no longer necessary that stretched across continents. And the role of the intelligence agencies when the OSS became the CIA, and then name your three-letter network for other nations, one of the principal things they were supposed to be doing was tracking the proliferation of weapons. And guess which weapon was the most important? Obviously, the atomic bombs. And yet, uh, Israel stole them from the United States. And it was known, and the CIA knew. We have sent a testimony of the fact that they knew. And yet, uh, nobody prosecuted them. And, and that was because it was a very politically sensitive thing to do after the Holocaust to go after some of these groups. And so they got more and more involved and more and more embedded. And what happened instead of tracking weapons is what happens a lot with organized crime, even when it goes to drugs, 
uh, like opium or even alcohol during prohibition is the, the people who are supposed to be policing and getting the job of selectively uh, allowing the flow of drugs, arms, etc. And that's what happened with Mossad and the CIA. They have been transporting arms, people, uh, and drugs uh, since their inception. So what basis do you have to believe she's in America? Um, because that's where she has the, the most contacts and allies, and it's actually even safer than Israel it being in the United States, and it would have been hard for her to leave. Plus, um, the last uh, information we have, because it would be rolling the dice to take your passport and just scat on your own anyway. Um, and so when she closed down her uh, Terramar uh, Oceans charity, which was monitoring laundering front the whole time, and that was from within the United States, and we have our tax records on that. We have, um, it, it actually <laughs> goes back to Frank Kushner and the Clinton Foundation, and she has a lot of allies in the United States, uh, all the way up to former presidents. And so she's well protected here, uh, or when I say here, I mean my home country, the United States. I'm actually doing this from Japan, she's definitely not here. <laughs> she's well protected uh, with a lot of people, and most of the mega group that was which is short for mega donors, which is where Epstein got his financing from, is in the U.S. and Canada. And that's a lot uh, more powerful than a prince or some of the people she has in the U.K. Uh, but, you know, Israel is an option, but she doesn't want to live there, so she's going to be here in the U.S. So you talked about the transfer of nuclear technology and knowledge to Israel and Robert Maxwell was pushing the Promise software all over the world, selling a multiple of what uh, the other peddlers of it were selling. And how big was his role then in that transfer of that knowledge? Yeah, I mean, he comes a little after uh, what I call the Numec click or the Sonnenborn group, but it's a very... It's, it's an identical way of financing, the same way they originally made a group uh, with Rudolph Sonnenborn in New York in 1945 to uh, procure weapons for the future war. Haganah was stealing weapons from all over the world, but especially the United States, because the United States had the most weapons. So they didn't have any cities destroyed in World War II. Um, one base in Hawaii, which actually wasn't part of the United States yet, but they had the bomb. And the goal was, we're going to get the bomb. And I just brought that up to show the scale of if you can't get a story out of the most powerful weapon in the world being stolen, and the U.S. still won't admit that, well, not officially, they won't admit that Israel has nuclear weapons, even though Mordecai Benutu went and took pictures of the warheads and showed at that time they already had hundreds of nuclear weapons. But you're right, uh, Maxwell was in that same clique with Raphael Adenton and uh, some of the scientists, uh, Zalman Shapiro and so on, who were part of the, the tail end of the weapons theft, which uh, which I guess is most well known for the theft they did out of Pennsylvania, where <laughs> Eli Trading Company, for example, uh, from Arnon Milchan, who's the largest Israeli arms dealer, admits it on a stage, by the way, nothing happens to him. Uh, the, in the buyer side of that <laughs> was... Uh, who was taking Krytron triggers, something you need for the development of nuclear warheads, was none other than Benjamin Netanyahu, who's now the Prime Minister. 
and when it, when it comes to the Epstein, they're not um, unfamiliar with prime ministers or uh, chief heads of the Mossad either, like Ahud Barak, which I know you know already, but um, that's very important because Ahud Barak helped shelter other pedophiles, other incidences of international uh, pedophilia, and also uh, President Katz, who was, uh, Moshe Katzev was the president of Thailand of Barack's uh, tenure as prime minister was convicted of rape in Israel. Israel's president was convicted of rape. And that was in 2007. I mean, that's from 2000 to 2007, he's a president. Not many people know that the president of Israel was convicted of rape. Uh, can you imagine if uh, the president of Iran was convicted of a rape? I thought that would be all over TV. No one goes. And right there is where I'm going to stop um this uh as far as giving you this playback of this great interview that was conducted again it's on sean atwood's youtube channel i encourage you to go over subscribe to that i am not affiliated with sean nor with ryan in any way but i believe it to be some very solid sources of information that you were not going to hear in other places so the title of this report is on Sean Atwood YouTube page. The title is called I Researched Epstein for 13 Years, Ryan Dawson. So go and check that out. We will be providing more and more information like this in addition to our independent uh, podcast and updates. But I want to make sure that I get this out to our audience because I know our audience out there, you are looking for truth. You are looking for information that the lamestream controlled media will not provide you. And here at Neo 420 Talks, we will provide that information. We dig deep. We dig. We go far and wide to find the information necessary to bring to you. So I hope you enjoy this particular segment of the report. Please go and check it out as it is. Got some that interview has more in-depth information there. And thank you again for staying tuned. Our audience is growing in numbers, so continue to share this information, share these interviews, share the neo420.com backslash talks podcast page with your friends, family, and loved ones, the way that you let people know that you love them is by sharing information and knowledge with them. You do not let them get past the point and then start caring about them. Care about your, your brothers, your sisters, your family, your loved ones. We're all here together. So I want to make sure that we understand because we are the 99% and we have more power than the 1% by far. But if you do not wake up and you do not understand what's going on, you're going to be confused and you're going to be on a roller coaster. So stay tuned to independent media, citizen journalist and independent journalist for all your information. We here at Neo 420 are trying to provide that to you as clear as possible. Thanks again for staying tuned to Neo 420 Talks, the podcast, talking all things cannabis and hemp, plus some other stuff. For those that do, 
I salute you.